Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. I want to invite you to open your Bibles with me to the Gospel of John chapter 21. The Gospel of John chapter 21. We're down to the two final God questions. Tonight, we'll finish the series with the question from Luke chapter 18, When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? But this morning, I want us to look at the last chapter of the Gospel of John, and there is a question that Jesus is asking us that he asked Simon Peter three different times. It is perhaps the most important God question of all. John chapter 21, beginning with verse, with verse 15. This is a story that occurs after Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Are are you the type of person who has an almost impossible time saying these three words with equal emphasis on each word? I love you. Some people do. Both of my grandfathers who are uh, deceased, uh, they, like many men in their generation of American men, had an almost impossible time saying the words, I love you. In fact, although I'm sure they said it, I don't recall a time when my grandfathers ever I ever heard them say, I love you to someone. Uh, Their generation of men, for the most part, felt that it was unmanly 
to humble themselves to the point of saying the words, I love you. And so they just didn't. They wanted you, uh, they wanted you to, to think or to believe, that, hey, you, you know I love you, and so there's no point in me saying it anymore. I'll say it the first time when you're young, and from then on you just remember that I said it then, okay? And so they just didn't say it. Uh, there are many people who just have a hard time with the words, I love you. Simon Peter, I believe, was one of those type people. Uh, he may have gotten it from his gruffy, uh, fisherman, sailor type mentality, or he may have inherited it uh, by nurture from his father. I think it's interesting that when Jesus calls his name these three times, when he asks him if he loved him, both time, uh, all three times he doesn't say, Peter, he says, Simon, son of John. Now, Jesus is the one who gave Peter this nickname, Peter. It was a nickname. It means rocky. It's the Greek word for rock, meaning you'll be the rock upon whom the church is, is, is begun and built. Uh, Peter was the lead person in the church, if you go over to the book of Acts. But Peter was a nickname. It wasn't his given name. His given name was Simon. And he was the son of John. Bar is Aramaic for son of. Simon Bar-Jonas or Simon Bar-John. Simon, son of John. Jesus has been calling him by his nickname up till this point. And this time it's not the nickname. He goes back to Simon, son of John. Could it be? I don't want to read more into what Jesus is saying here. But could it be that Jesus is bringing out something in Peter that he inherited by nature or nurture from his father? And that is his... Uh, hardship, his difficulty in saying the words, I love you. Peter had a difficulty with that, I believe. Now, some of you, if you're looking at the passage I just read, you, you may be a little uh, confused because each time Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Each of those three times, Peter comes back and says, uh, you know I love you. And you may think, well, he didn't have a hard time saying I love you. But he did. I'll tell you why. Uh, there is something that we're not able to see in our English translations. I wish that all of us could read this passage in its original language, the Greek language. Because in Greek, there is an amazing thing that happens. And in order to show you what happens, I need to explain to you something about the word love. In the Greek language that is used in the New Testament, there are three different Greek words for love. And each time they're translated with our English word love. All three, all three words are translated love. The first one is the Greek word agape. It's the word for God's kind of love. It is a sacrificial kind of love. If you have agape love then you are willing to set aside your desires and your needs in order to meet the needs of the person being loved. That's agape love. It's the highest form of love. And it's translated with our English word love. Then there's the Greek word phileo. It refers to brotherly love. We see the word phileo in the city of Philadelphia, the name Philadelphia. Philadelphia means the city of brotherly love. Phileo is brotherly love. It is an affection that you might have for an acquaintance. But it's not necessarily sacrificial. It's good, but it's not, it's not 
to the quality of agape love. So you have agape that's translated love. You have phileo that's translated love. And then there's the Greek word eros, which is sexual love. We get our word erotic from the Greek word eros. talks about uh, sexuality. So you have those three words, and all three of them, unfortunately, are translated into our same word in English, love. Now, having given you those three words, let me... Let me restate, rehearse this conversation between Jesus and Simon Peter. If you look at verse 15 again, here's what Jesus is saying. He says, he said, Simon, son of John, do you agape me more than these? Now notice the word Jesus used. Do you agape me more than these? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. What? And so then Jesus asked a second time. We see it in verse 16. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you agape me? And Peter answered, yes, Lord. You know that I phileo you. What's up with Peter? Can he not say agape? And the third time, in verse 17 it says, The third time Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you, watch this, phileo me. Not agape, but phileo. He has has lowered himself to Peter's level now. The first time it was, do you agape me? The second time, do you agape me? The third time, do you phileo me? And Peter, who was grieved that, that the Lord had asked this question for a third time, he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you. He never could bring himself to say, I agape you. The most that he was able to conjure up is, I phileo you. I have affection for you. He had a problem with saying, I love you. Amanda and I dated four years before we got married, and we've been married about 27 and a half years. As soon as we realized that we were in love with each other. We started saying to each other, I love you. And it got to the point where there were certain times when the I love you or the love you came almost like on autopilot. For instance, at the end of a phone conversation, even to this day, unless we're angry with each other, even to this day, at the end of a phone conversation, it's, uh, it's uh, well, I'll see you later. Love you. Love you, too. Sometimes when we're not absolutely mad at each other, but we're a little, little irritated, she'll go, love you, bye. <laughs> love you, bye. At least I got to love you there. But we say, I love you, love you, love you too. Uh, when we are, if I'm leaving the house and we're going to be apart from each other for a few hours, or if she's leaving the house, we're going to be apart for each other for, from each other for a few hours. Uh, I, I, see you later. Love you, love you too. I love you, love you too. 
Uh, we do the same thing with our kids. And it means a lot to me, uh, those little times when she and I say to each other, love you, love you too, I love you, love you too. But let me tell you what really, really sets my heart ablaze in a good way. Is when out of the middle of nowhere, out of the blue, not at the end of a phone conversation and not when we're about to leave each other for a few hours, but I'm talking about right out of the blue at an unexpected time, she looks at me and she says... I love you. I can't tell you what it is. But it sets my heart ablaze. All the blood in my body goes to my heart and it just swells. Because I know that when she says that out of the ordinary at an unexpected time, it's, it's even more meaningful to me. It's as if here in this passage, the Lord is saying to Simon Peter, Simon Peter, I'm hungry for you to say, I love you. I love you, Peter. I need to hear you say, I love you. And it's like Peter says, Lord, you know I do. Or it's like the Lord is saying, Peter, I love you. And I need to hear you say, I love you. And Peter goes, I love you. It just didn't have as many calories when Peter said it as when it did when Jesus said it. Jesus needed the passionate, I love you. The other Sunday, uh, Hillary worked the media slides for the first service. And then uh, her boyfriend, Didier, who's up there working them today for this service, worked them for the later service. And so Hillary was here for the first service, and then she went to Sunday school, and we were going to go out and eat after church, so she waited in my office while we were in this service, because uh, Didier was working the, the uh, slides. So she took some school books, and she was doing some homework in my office. Later that afternoon, I came into the church, went into the church office, and there was a little note there on my computer, and it just said, I love you, Dad. Hillary O. Boy, I like that. I like that. I'll tell you what I did. I, I took that piece of paper and I pulled me off some scotch tape and I stuck that thing right on my bookshelf. I know it's not supposed to be there, but it's supposed to be there. <laughs> I love you. Peter just couldn't quite say it. There are people in your life who are desperately hungry to hear you say, I love you. Not a, love you. Not a, oh, you know I do. But an, I love you. With equal emphasis on all three of those wonderful little words. And I'll tell you somebody else who's hungry to hear it from you. Our Lord is hungry to hear you and me say, I love you, Lord. Peter had difficulty saying, I love you. I'll tell you something else Peter had. He, he had yet to connect love with action. He had yet to connect the fact that if you love someone, you will act in a way to show that you love that person. You will serve that person if you truly love that person. Do you agape me, Peter? Lord, 
Yes, Lord, I phileo you, then feed my lambs. Do you agape me, Peter? Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you, then take care of my sheep. Do you phileo me, Peter? And Peter was grieved. Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you, then feed my sheep. You see, what Jesus was doing, along with trying to get Peter to say the words with passion, I love you, he was also trying to help Peter do something he had not heretofore done, and that is to connect loving somebody with actions on behalf of that somebody. If you love me, Peter, then feed my lambs. If you love me, Peter, then take care of my sheep. If you love me, Peter, then feed my sheep. True love translates into actions of service for that person. I came home one day this week, one evening late, and was greeted at the door by two aromas. Two very different and distinct aromas. One of them was the aroma of clean. You ever smelled clean? I walked in and, and, and I smelled clean. It was all over our house. It was the smell of a house where the toilets had been Cloroxed, where the floors had been mopped and the, the carpet had been shampooed and the counters had been uh, cleaned off with some sort of uh, high-powered stuff that kills everything. It was mixed in with the smell of pledge. It was the smell of clean now that may sound kind of crazy, it may not mean that much to some, but about four years ago I discovered that I'm allergic to about a hundred different things. Up to that point I thought the only thing I was allergic to was poison oak and I stayed away from it. But I started itching, itching uncontrollably, itching intolerably. I, I couldn't sleep during the day, people thought I was crazy. And so I go to the doctor. The doctor says, well, you're allergic to something. And so they did a whole bunch of tests, sticking needles in my back, found out I'm allergic to about 100 things, but they could not determine which of those 100 things was most causing me to itch all over. So they tried shots for about a year and a half, two years. They didn't work. I'm allergic to coffee, but I drink coffee. I'm allergic to sweet potatoes. I will eat sweet potatoes. I'm allergic to crustaceous creatures, such as shrimp and crawfish and stuff. I'm allergic to mold. I'm allergic to dust. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to dogs. I'm allergic to horses. I'm probably allergic to you. <laughs> it's a bad thing because my daughter has a cat that she will not let go of. My, my wife has a little dog, a demon dog, that she will not let go of. And so I came home to the smell of clean. My wife does this quite often, at least once a week to ten days. She, she goes through the house and she cleans 
quite often she'll change our bed linens, all because, all, well, at least in large part because she knows I'm allergic to everything and this helps me to breathe better. It helps me with hope. It, it, it tells me she loves me. When I smell that, I, I, it's, it's, it, it sounded like her saying, I love you. Love translates to action. That was one of the aromas. There was another aroma. Oh, it was a sweet aroma. I could distinguish it from the clean. It was the smell of vanilla and banana and vanilla vanilla wafers. And when I walked into the kitchen on the counter, there was a fresh off the stove top hot banana pudding with Chiquita bananas and Nilla vanilla wafers. And I turned to Amanda, I said, what's the special occasion? She said, I just figured that you would like to have a banana pudding. Hmm. Let me tell you something. When the Lord fell, when he gave manna to the children of Israel in the desert coming out of Egypt, it was banana pudding. And when I saw that banana pudding, I know that she was saying, I love you. Love translates into actions. Tim Downs told me this morning, he said, you know, it would have been really great if you'd have brought the leftovers to church. I said, I brought everything that was left over to the church. He said, I didn't see it. I said, yeah, that's right. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Do you love me? Then take care of my lambs. Do you love me? Then feed my lambs. Love that is true love, that is agape love, that is willing to sacrifice for somebody translates into action. Somebody is desperate. Somebody you love. It may be a spouse, a child, a parent, a friend, a neighbor. Somebody you know is desperate to hear from you three passionate words. I love you. And they are passionate and desperate to not only to hear it from you, but to see it out of you. And let me tell you somebody who is also, our Lord is that way. He wants to hear it and he wants to see it. Finally, Peter's initial reaction to a difficult love conversation was to change the subject. Have you ever done that? You're in a difficult conversation and uh, you just really, you're experiencing discomfort over it. So what do you do? You change the subject. Peter's in a difficult conversation. It's all about, do you love me? And he's tried to avoid the agape word and so far has successfully done so, although he feels terrible about it. And now he has come up with a solution. He looks over to his right and there's old John out there following them. And he says, hey, what about old John? What do you think about John? How's he doing? And the Lord said, hey, it's not about John. If I have him to stay here until I return, what is that to you? You follow me. Love translates into action. And that's what our mini campaign is about. This sermon is not about the mini campaign, but it impacts it. Because our campaign is all about expanding the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about... Making Palmetto Baptist Church look better. It's not about 
making us more uh, popular necessarily, but it is about expanding the kingdom of God. It's about making room so that we can reach more people. Are you about expanding the kingdom of God? Do you love Him? Have you said it? Are you saying it? Do you love Him? Are you showing it? Do you love Him, agape Him, but you're trying to change the words or change the subject? I don't know. I think it may be the most important God question we've addressed. Do you agape me? Now, let's not pull a Simon Peter, okay? Let's not respond this way. Lord, you know I phileo you. Let's pray. Lord, first of all, we thank you that you truly agape love us. And it is a love that is outside our understanding. It is a love that surpasses explanation or description. But Lord, your word has shown us today that you are eager, even hungry, to hear us say all three of those words passionately, I love you. And you are hungry for us to show it through our actions. And you are hungry for us not to dilute the words by saying phileo instead of agape or trying to change the subject, but you want us to come right back with passion, verbalizing and actualizing our love for you. Lord, help us to get serious about loving you. And while we're at it, Lord, you've also reminded us that there are people in our lives who who need to hear us say and need to see us show, I love you. Lord, let us rise up to that occasion. In Jesus' name, amen.